Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and it's time to bring the city of Pergamos to a close in our study of the Seven Churches of Asia, Season 7. This is episode number 9, number 137 overall, and it is February the 28th, 2024. Let's get started. Number one, these are our text takeaways. If you've never been on the show before and listened to it, uh, I like to do a text takeaways at the end of our study where we can kind of button up and tie a ribbon and put some things on the, the program to make it a little bit easier. Number one, we cannot tolerate sin or even allow it to have a place among us. Look, it didn't help Pergamos. Uh, Jesus didn't want them to choose relationships over truth. And they allowed individuals to have a place that even Ephesus didn't allow. And we're not going to be any different if we do what Pergamos did. I mean, we need to be careful that we do not choose these relationships over truth, but that can be incredibly difficult. It, it reminds me of Luke chapter 9, the three people that Jesus encounters, one of which specifically stated that he wanted to go and bid his family farewell. And Jesus says, you're not, you're not ready. You're not willing. How many times have we seen somebody struggle with obedience to the faith because of their family, their friends, their job? How many times do we see Somebody choose relationship over truth. Pergamos was essentially saying, you can come on over here and do whatever you want, and it won't matter. We're not going to care. And I want to touch on this again because it bears repeating. I want it to be known and remembered. There's nothing biblically wrong with the come-as-you-are mentality when it comes to worship. But there is nothing biblically right with a leave unchanged mentality either. Relationships over truth does not work. I don't know your story. I don't know what's happened to you. I don't even know what you gave up for Christ. But I know that Pergamos thought they could kind of have the best of both worlds. They could be an accepting congregation of these people and what they were dealing with, sin, sinfully speaking. And that they could just allow it and compromise. We cannot let sin have a place among us. And we certainly can't tolerate it. And there are people today that are trying to get us to tolerate things left and right that the Bible tells us are not tolerable to God. Be careful. Be careful. Number two, when you and I follow God and we make that our whole being, our whole purpose, we have the truest sense of victory. You know, at the time that I am uh, recording this, 
We know who's going to be in the college football championship now, the national championship. It's exactly who everybody thought, Michigan and Washington, right? Um, <laughs> I find it ironic, just a, a side note here, that people have complained that the college football playoff has not done a good job in putting the right people in there when literally the number one and two team in the country are going to square off for the, the title. At any rate, uh, you know, salty fans over salty things. It happens. My team didn't make it either. Um, but on that night when Michigan or Washington was crowned, would it be controversial to say if before the game, Michael Penix Jr. or J.J. McCarthy or Blake Corum or any of the star players for one team, what if they got hurt and they missed the game? Would there be people going around if that team lost that would say, well, we didn't have so-and-so. We didn't have this guy. We didn't have that guy. If we had had these guys, we would have won. That happens. Uh, Florida State, I'm looking at you. I mean, it happens. You've got guys that say, if we had had our quarterback, we would have been in the playoff. If we had our quarterback, 25 players would not have sat out in protest. If we had had those 25 players, we probably could have beaten Michigan. We probably could have beaten Texas. I get it. Okay? I get it. But that victory is clouded in some people's minds that Georgia got over Florida State, and it would be clouded if Michigan beat a Michael Penix-less Washington team or if Michigan lost not having J.J. McCarthy or Blake Gorham. People would talk about that. But when you and I follow God, we have a true sense of victory, the truest. No one can take it from us. No one can put an asterisk on it and say, well, Yeah, you won, but you really wouldn't have if this had happened. No. We are changed by him and therefore have access to innocence, freedom, victory, and triumph. What else can we ask for? And what else or who else could offer that to us? You know, Satan promises it. He promises that we'll be able to have freedom. And we can be victorious and we can triumph over all of the world if we just live for him. But he doesn't make it a reality. Sin has always been just once more and then I'll be happy. From the dawn of sin in Genesis chapter 3, the reason that sin happens is that there's some type of reasoning done within the mind of the sinner that states this gives me happiness. But does it really? Will it really? I don't know how you and I could sit here and think that following after anybody other than God would give us victory. It can't. It won't. Just one more time and then I'll be happy. You know how sad... It is that we've all been guilty at one time or another of of uttering that statement, whether verbally or just by our own actions. How sad it is 
that we would say we're not happy enough with God. Pergamos, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too here, and the problem is your cake is spoiled. It's moldy and nasty. It's going to get you sick. Harboring hated heathens never works out. Ever. Sin cannot be allowed to reign among our congregations in any form. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Scattered Abroad Network, a work of the Memphis School of Preaching. Lord willing, next week we'll pick up with our next city and congregation to discuss, Thyatira. Until then, let's remember to please God now so our eternity can be far better.